Hey, Slayers. Welcome to the Chardonnay and Slay Your Business podcast. My name is Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach. I'm a business coach, educator, mom, and founder of the Chardonnay and Slay brand. Last year, I went from broke fitness coach to six figures in six months. Each week, you will hear myself, guest experts, and other boss babes just like you share their proven strategies on how to take your business from baby grave to expensive boss babe Bordeaux. It's time to show up and have your voice heard. Now pour a glass of bubbles and get ready to slay with me. Hello, hello, and welcome back, my lovely slayers. I am so pumped to have you here. Today's episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. So I'm not down with promoting shit that I don't actually use or believe in. So about a few months ago, I started having extreme adrenal fatigue and just real sensitivity to caffeine and coffee. And I was experiencing highs and lows. I was like, am I on cocaine and Xanax or something? It felt like every time I drank coffee, I was crashing. And so I had my thyroid checked out. It turns out I have a low underactive thyroid issue going on right now. And my adrenals are just kind of burnt out. And I think it's due to Um, some breast implant illness symptoms I've been dealing with for a while. And I am actually going to be discussing and talking about my explant journey as I go along. But today I wanted to talk to you about how I found Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee and share with you something that's really, really, really helped me get over that like high rush of like coffee burnout and caffeine burnout and really just find something that has a little bit of an energy boost and it's more of a holistic approach to yes there's still caffeine in it but it has lion's mane and all other types of adaptogens to help you naturally boost your energy levels without the crash so for me i've been using um, the mushroom coffee with lion's mane and if you use my code the sleigh coach you get 10 percent off so i'll leave that in the show notes for you guys if you want to try it out fyi it doesn't taste the fucking best i'm not gonna lie and tell you it tastes really fucking good um it's an acquired taste and i love it now but i didn't at first so if you try it and you're like blah give it time i promise <laughs> all right now let's dive into today's show Hello, hello, my lovely slayers, and welcome to today's episode. And today I have who I consider my first mentor. She didn't know she was my mentor, <laughs> but my first online business mentor, Amanda Francis, Amanda motherfucking Francis, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast today. And I um, took her course years and years and years ago about how to become a money making coach. And that is when it lit a little fire under my ass of what was possible in the online space. So hmm. welcome, Amanda. And can you tell us a little bit about, for those of you who don't know you, can you tell my audience just a few snippets, a few highlights of your accomplishments in your little online business? I say big. <laughs> I say little, but it's quite massive. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. Um... I, what have I accomplished? I own a company that creates online training programs for women entrepreneurs and I do masterminds, VIP days. I have a few one-on-one private like mentees at a time. 
and my business will earn $3 million this year, 2018. We earned 1.5 in 2017 and 500,000 in 2016. Um, we basically double or triple every year. I have no intention of slowing down. And yeah, was yes. that the accomplishment you were thinking? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and I like I remember when I found you online and it was like said years ago and I was like who is this magical unicorn of a person? I must watch, I must follow. I must buy all the things. Take my fucking money. And yeah. so um but sh- for those of you that don't know, Amanda has been a huge influence in my business. She is whom um, I actually found online, but helped me actually find God. So I found my connection to source, energy, God, Allah, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, through doing some things with Amanda, which made me curious to dive deeper into that side of myself. So thank you so much for sharing your gifts with the world. That is the nicest thing a human could say. That's so much better been telling me I helped you make a lot of money, though that's really my favorite thing in the world as well. But God, tell me about that. Tell me about, tell me about that. How did I, you find God through the world? I just, I never was always, I mean, I grew up Catholic, you know, like uh-huh. good little Catholic school girl and questioned everything. I was always annoyed at church and I was like, why do I have to wear this uniform? And this is all stupid. And yeah, Neil, Stan, Neil, Stan, Neil, Stan. Uh-huh. It was so methodical. It was so just mundane and I felt no connection to it. And then I grew up and had a family, had kids, and I started yearning for something deeper. And I was like, there has to be something more to this God thing other uh-huh. than just oh, you're right and you're wrong and this religion's right and this religion's right and why can't I just have a connection to God and then figure Mm -hmm. out all the other things as what feels good to me. And so I was really struggling with my faith at a point when I found you. I was suffering from postpartum anxiety and depression with my Uh. son. So this was like four years ago. And whenever you launched Become a Money-Making Coach, I was like, yes, take my fucking money. And Uh um, that was my first course with you. And it really encouraged me to dive deeper into faith and mm-hmm. not putting rules and restrictions on what faith could be. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was doing it wrong if I wasn't doing it going to church way, or if I wasn't doing it in this religion's way. I never mm-hmm. thought of it as being something bigger than that. And you really opened my eyes to not put rules on what my connection and relationship with God had to be Uh or what it could look like or what it could be. And so that's when I got curious with faith. And that's when I found all of like the spiritual online teachers. I found Gabby through you. Uh And like I bought Spirit Junkie through your link, your affiliate link and did our Spirit Junkie level one. And I read a lot of her books and like my come to Jesus moment, I guess, so to speak, my real, um, a testament, to like really building my faith was last year when I had this rock bottom. So my baby got yeah. scoliosis diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And then I found, um, what is it? Universe has your back. Mm-hmm. But my whole premise was just watching your journey and following your journey with faith and hearing your, um, like how you were so into theology and mm-hmm. the Christian faith and then seeing you 
alter, but not alter, but just have this different relationship with it and path and ability to share that in a way that wasn't so restrictive or judgy or rulesy. Cause I felt so judged in Christian communities or in other spiritual based communities. Cause I still was curious about Christianity. Like I was just curious about all the things. Right. And I never felt like understood or okay with that curiosity other than in your tribe and in your community and then finding like-minded people through what you've built. So thank you for that. Oh my God. That's so incredible to hear. So yeah, to speak to that a little bit, you know, I come from a super religious world and have more than one Bible college degree. And I guess what ended up happening was I too couldn't stand the rules anymore. I had to walk away. I had to start studying other religions. I had to find, as Kierkegaard said, a truth that is truth for me, a truth that I am willing to live and die for. I had to find the truth that was the through line between what all the religions were trying to say. And I had to, I just had to have something that I could cling on to that made sense for me and felt real for me. Mm -hmm. And was born out of my soul, like resonated so much deeper than something uh, something anyone else could say or me trying to understand something else. Someone was saying you're supposed to understand or believe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so what happened, and it still blows my mind because I think God was a genius. Like mm-hmm. I, couldn't have, I couldn't have planned this, is the type of Christianity I was in at the end of like my super... Um, my super religious days was the kind that believed in healing and prosperity and basically Mm -hmm. co-creating with God. They believed in manifesting, but they didn't call it that. Mm -hmm. And I learned the power of believing and receiving. I learned the power of like asking and it shall be given, you know, like say into this mountain, be cast into the sea and it shall be done. I was like, Oh, we have the power of God in us. What the fuck is that? I started playing with that through my teenage years and early 20s. And then I was like, I got to get the fuck out of all these rules. But then when I like kind of integrated it all back together and then later started a business, I didn't know how to start a business aside from asking God <laughs> to right. help me and right. believing and creating and moving with God. So I did, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it's funny how so much of what I teach, I'm always like, don't tell people I got this from the Bible. It'll mess up my reputation <laughs> and my influence in the new age community. But it's right. true. I got it all from the Bible right. and I just made it real for me. And then I just lived it. And I don't want to do business without spirituality. I don't want to do business without co-creation. I don't want to do this thing on my own. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, I never, it was like, never like a, how do I integrate business and spirituality when I was like building my business? It was just like always one thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm not shocked to hear that your story was like it was. I'm like, well, that makes complete sense. But like, it was never like, oh, I'm going to convert humans to spirituality. It was just like, I'm going to tell them how I'm growing a business. And, and then it worked for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. It's so good, dude. And I'm like, there's, you know, like there's always... N- new online mentors popping up, gurus in this, gurus in that. And there were a ton then, um, three or four years ago when I found you. But in that space, for me, I didn't want to do this business thing or this life thing without a stronger faith. And I knew that I was lacking and struggling and I didn't know how to get there. 
And I didn't know what was right or wrong or what was up or down. I just needed more information. And I'm still on a collective journey, but I attribute to 100% of my business success in the last year was my, not just curiosity in my faith, but full force diving into God and leaning on God and asking God what to do next. And like, surrender, surrender, surrender to God and know that what I say from you and I quote you and give you credit for it all the time. If I say, Amanda says, if not this and something better. And I've, yeah. you know, got my own little play on words in that phrase, but sure. of course, and miracles has a way of saying that. Yeah. Wayne Dwyer has a, a way of saying that we all have our own little things. And, but that quote of yours is something that resonated in my head for years and years and years. And it didn't, I didn't really implement that belief until a year ago when I had a rock bottom. So um, anytime I need something in my business, um, whether I, I start my morning routine every day with Vibe Scribe Tribe, and it starts with usually an Amanda Francis recording. <laughs> So my vibe part of my day is either listening to one of your audios or mm-hmm. Gabby's audios. Mostly mm-hmm. it's, I've bought, I have so many of your bundles that mm, yeah, you have a ton of content. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just plug into one of those and it's good. Yeah. And then this is bef- like, you've, you have the podcast now, so I can do that now. But before it was just dug- diving into a bundle. So I raised mm-hmm. my vibe and I think everyone needs a little dose of Amanda. In- <laughs> <laughs> so I have some questions for you because okay. Um, I'm so drawn to you because you speak the truth. And I believe saying the truth is the most loving thing that you can do in the world, even if it hurts, even if people don't like it or you. So how did you, my friend, my sweet, sweet friend, how did you deal with haters in the beginning of your journey into business? (sighs) I'm trying to think about the early, early haters. The early haters were more just like annoying. Mm -hmm. Like, what makes you say that? Are you sure about that? You're going to hell for saying that. And it was just like, whatever. Um, But like I learned, and I learned this from Gabby Bernstein, that anything that was showing up in my world was just a reflection of something I was afraid of being true in my life. So Mm -hmm. when when people were saying things at the very, very, very beginning, people that had been in like Christian circles with me would say Mm -hmm. like, you're backsliding. And that would only bother me if I had a fear that I was backsliding. Because mm-hmm. once you know something's not true, it doesn't matter what the fuck people say. It doesn't right. stick. So then um, I've, I've always just allowed whatever weird feedback I was getting to be a reflection of my own fears and things I needed to work through. So mm-hmm. that's given me perspective. So it's gone mostly so from... Sorry. It was just so good. It's just oh, so true. Nice. It's simple. You always have to, you have the best ways of simplifying things that seem super Thank complicated. <laughs> yeah. That's why I tell people is I simplify business because I'm unavailable for hard, but yeah. 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 Um, so then over the years, I guess maybe because the audience is bigger, maybe because my like claims of how much money I'm making and how many people I'm touching and how many transactions we're processing are so much bigger. So it makes people be more like skeptical, who knows, but the hater situation like increases over the years, but mostly doesn't bother me because I know it's part of the game, but every once in a while, something really crazy will happen and it will, like I'll need to take a moment and like kind of recalibrate like me knowing who I am and what I do and what I stand for and what's true. You know, that's the best thing you can do when someone's kind of knocking you off. 
mm-hmm. like your sense of confidence or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. It's so good. And I've seen like, and actually I will say this in the beginning of my business, I had a fear and I didn't realize this. So I remember a couple of people, um, posting and publicly shaming. It wasn't you, but it was some other online influencer uh-huh. in, in the, in, in the coaching world. And it triggered me so uh-huh. hard. And I began to began to like read it and believe their victimization stories versus like mm. source. And I was like, wait, is this true? Or is this something I'm wanting to believe about this person? Mm. Um, and what does it say about me? And for me, I had uncovered after that, I had to work through some shit and I uncovered that I had some deep rooted fears about leveling up next level shit, like mm-hmm. next, next level, because I was afraid of being seen and being criticized and not being loved by everyone. And so I had to really like dig deep into the, like watching some of the people that went before me in the online space and whatever quote unquote levels of success. And I was like, oh damn, I'm judging them right now in this moment because I'm afraid to go to that space. Of when you're that oh, totally. So this is now your excuse for why you don't need to go to that space. Right. You can't possibly go there because then you'll have haters and who wants to deal with that? Right. right totally. <laughs> when you open yourself up to millions and millions of dollars and thousands and thousands of students, then you open yourself up to more like occasional haters. I'm like, oh shit. I just realized I was afraid of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did a whole like five day free event training around this concept that I'm about to say, but I think we all have reasons that we create things in our lives. Reasons that we think, um, like things we've allowed the negative situations to serve us in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And I realized that like in the past, really hard times were the way I elevated. Really Mm -hmm. hard times were the way I would allow myself to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. So during like more recent hater situations, I was like kind of digging into it going like, wait, why do I think that I have to overcome something to then make millions of more dollars or have millions of followers or something? Like, can't I just choose to go bigger mm-hmm. because, but I think we're all doing the self-manipulation thing you just said, while we're, mm-hmm. whether we're manipulating ourselves into not achieving or manipulating ourselves into achieving, we're just always creating roles, constructs, and paradigms for what needs to occur so that we can allow ourselves to not do something we're afraid to do or allow ourselves to do something that we want to do. But we didn't ever need any of the drama right. to achieve or not achieve. If we always could have just decided, you know? Right. Yes. So good, girl. And like, I've learned how to deal with haters based on watching you. So truthfully, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Like you, the way that you handle it is, is just with truth and, and nothing can hold anything against you that you don't publicly own yourself. So it's like, no one can hold anything against Amanda Francis because she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. The best thing you can do when people are saying shit about you is out it yourself. I don't know mm-hmm. how I figured this out, but it's been my strategy the whole time. Yeah. And I had a PR person be like, well, yeah, that's what we do in PR. And I was like, oh, okay. But like, <laughs> so people are saying something about you. You just write a post about it. You do a vlog about it. You do a video about it. Not to ever name them or shame right. them. I never call anyone out. 
I just say people are saying this. The funny thing about that is this. This is a reflection for what I'm afraid of because of this. Here is like the truth about it, la, la, la. And my posts will get so much more engagement than the haters post or group or forum or whatever because all my people love me for it. So it's like... It's, it literally is turning shit into gold, like you said in the recording. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I turned shit into gold. So like on Thanksgiving, we'll just tell the story because here we are. <laughs> on Thanksgiving, this woman who's apparently out to get me, I've heard from like a few different people. I, I know who it is now. I didn't know for sure who it was on Thanksgiving. But this woman, she has Reddit threads about me where she's like, (laughs) she's so crazy. She's like, she doesn't really have a chef. You can't afford a chef with a million dollars in the bank. I'm like, I have seven figures in the bank and I have a chef and the chef's like (laughs) $200 every other week. She just preps a few fucking meals. Like, what do you, it's not a full-time live-in <laughs> staff, which I guess I could afford. I don't know. I haven't priced it. Anyway, so this woman's always talking about she doesn't really own property, which I tagged my mortgage lender in her post this weekend. And the mortgage lender was like, Amanda Francis can buy any house she wants, anytime she wants. Thank you. Anyway, but so this woman, okay, I need to rewind. She adds a lot of my friends and clients to a fake she starts a fake Facebook profile, adds a lot of friends of my clients over like, it looks like three weeks or something. And then on Thanksgiving, she shares my mugshot. And she's like, so the mugshot says arrested driving under the influence of drugs and alcohol is what it says. Yeah. But I mean, I can tell that story in a minute. Anyway, okay, one story at a time. Well, I so think we all shares, have a story like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that story to me is like almost so a mute point inside of all of this multi-million dollar business, whatever. Okay. So she shares the mech shot and says, don't drink and drive like con artist Amanda Francis. So that it gets two likes, not two likes, two like wow faces on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, One sad face and one wow face, something like that. But I'm blocked from it. I can't see it. And then it gets like maybe 18 comments, which are all people who are like, it's either people who follow me and are like, I love Amanda's courses. She deleted those comments. Or it's people saying like, are you sure she doesn't really make mul- multiple millions of dollars and have a home in that she says she owns, you know? So like people are either being like, are you sure? Or they're defending me and all of right. this is happening. So then I go and write a post. I don't know. I'd have to look. Isn't it like at 350 likes with like 100 comments or something? Oh, dude, it blew up. It was my Yeah, I wrote a post. On Thursday. And I was just like, Sorry, what'd you say? It was like my whole newsfeed on Thursday. I know. I write a post that just tells the story. Hey, some crazy bitch is sharing my mugshot. And I had already done a, the live stream event called From the Ashes She Rises. I told the mugshot story. So mm-hmm. my community, and 3,000 people are at that event. So my community knows the story, right? right? So my community knows the story. They're not trying to get me to explain the fucking mugshot. They're just like, who the fuck is this bitch? So that's all happening. <laughs> then my lender's commenting, like the thing I just said. And then she's just like, I'm reporting you to the FTC. Oh, she goes to one of my clients' pages where an old client of mine, Taylor Manning, tagged me in a post where she was thanking all her old mentors. And Taylor mm-hmm. and I did private coaching for like five months mm-hmm. last year. So this woman shares the mugshot there. And then people are, whatever. It was just this whole thing. So I turn it to gold as I always do. I use it for Facebook engagement. I use it to sell my Black Friday offer. I just use it because why not? Mm -hmm. It's good. It's like good shit. So So 
a, I don't like, I don't know. And people are always like, you give no fucks. I'm like, I don't know if it's that I give no fucks or just that like, I do a lot of good shit with my fucks. Like, I'm not right. sure. You anyway, have the best fucks. <laughs> I guess. Like, I mean, there, there's like, I, it didn't like sabotage my Thanksgiving. There was like the heart beating fast anxiety. Oh no, what is this? When people started sending it to me, mm-hmm. but that, that was over pretty fast. And then I just wrote my post pretty much right away. And then like, I told my family cause it was Thanksgiving. So my parents get on the internet and start telling this woman, she's a crazy bitch. So I mean, <laughs> a lot was occurring. And I don't like, I don't know, like I had to have Thanksgiving dinner and some time with my family. Like I couldn't fool with it all day. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and the mugshot story is ridiculous because if you try to Google the charge, you can't find it because it got dismissed because I never left the parking lot. So I was arrested for, I was trying to move my car out of the parking lot when I got arrested, basically. I mean, it's a longer story, but I had called an Uber. I wanted to move my car, la, 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 whatever. I, the cop asked if I had driven when I was already outside the car. The cop asked if I had driven. I said I had. I got arrested. Like, it is what it is. And I, like, met with the judge and did all the things you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. dismissed and expunged, and here we are. So it's not, like, the, my favorite moment of my life. And I could tell you all about why I was attracting some weird shit at that time in my life because I was needing to allow myself to just change my life around. And I manifested something crazy to make me realize that I needed to leave the town I was living in and all these things. So, like, I don't know. Is the mech shot going to follow me around forever? Possibly. Is it good that I just kind of stay in front of it and always talk about it? I put it on Instagram. I put it on Insta stories. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to do the thing with it because I don't need someone thinking they can sell it to TMZ in 10 years. Like, it's already just going to be out there. Who cares? Right. And for for me, it's so minuscule and irrelevant to anything (laughs) that we do. Like, I'm just like, I got, I got you know, a citation for weed in, when I was 19. Like, I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't have. Right. So that fun. could pop up someday, right? I mean, right. I like, I mean, I didn't get arrested, so I guess I don't have a mugshot, but I'm sure there's probably somewhere in the databases of something. It's in the records, maybe somewhere. Yeah, sure. Right. Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? And so it's just so silly to me that people put so much energy into trying to tear other people down versus building their own shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Can you imagine in the time you make a fake Facebook profile, do all these Reddit threads? Um, she wrote a rip off report about me. Like by time you do all that shit, you could have made a lot of money. Like so much money. Like <laughs> I way too much yeah, an hour to do people. any of that. <laughs> I and I do believe how people change the world, cultivated some positive energy. Yeah. Right. Like here's one thing. And I will say, um, I have several inspirations in like we we learn from like mentors and gurus that go before us, but I will say I very much am aligned with the exact amount of fucks that you have. Um, I give none. (laughs) I I don't give a fuck. And I say things that piss a lot of people in my peer group off. But um, what what I brag about you on so much, whether people, when when I say the name Amanda Francis, I've had people roll their eyes and I've had people be, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. So you're such a polarizing personality and I am too. I know a lot of people don't like me in the online coaching space, but I'm 100% okay with being me. 
And what I've witnessed about you is that you are so brave in what you speak to be true and your integrity level for me is higher than I have seen because there are so many people out there claiming so many big things. And I remember one time you said screenshot it or it didn't happen. And that inspired me to be just transparent with my audience when I make a claim that says, oh, I had a six-figure launch for my mastermind that I actually share that yes, all those women completed their payments and they didn't drop out. (laughs) And totally, yeah. Here's the screenshot of the cash month that I just had. And so- All, I learned that from watching you because it inspired me so much. So thank you for that. Of course. Thank you. Like, I just think, I don't know. I just think like, why not? Like, why would I not just throw up a screenshot? Why would I not just be clear? Like, because there's a difference between the money booked and the money banked. So I yes. only ever share the cash, like how much we actually receive. Cause I just think it's clearer. There's a difference between a million dollars each year and a million dollars in the lifetime of your business. Like people just don't tell the truth. They just give impressions that are false. And it really, really bothers me. So I've always just been completely determined to never do it that way. You know? And and you've always told the truth, no matter how big your business was. And that is what I respect about you. And because people look at figures like yours, figures like mine, figures like online leaders, and they're just starting out and they think, oh, I don't have that. So I need to brag about what my sales are for the month. Right. But it's all inspiring. Like that's what I'm trying to say from the beginning. When I was making $3,000 a month, and able to quit my other job and support myself through my business. That's what I could live on at the time. Mm-hmm, but that was sure. inspiring. My first $10,000 a month was inspiring. My first $50,000 a year to me was inspiring. Like, it's all amazing. We're building something out of nothing. It's all amazing, you know? So and I don't know. There was so never anything people. to hide from me, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's like... There's seven and a half billion people in the world. Someone's going to be inspired by your $1,000 month. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. Yes. $1,000. Think about that. Think about before you had money. I can easily think about before I had money. Right. $1,000 was life-changing. So good. Yeah. <laughs> $1,000 could have changed a month for me in such a major way. Yeah. So I think you know? that's such a good lesson that you teach is that your wins are enough and um, they're yes. good where they are and you don't have to hide or elaborate or exaggerate or, I mean, like we can tell the truth in a way that's exciting. So we can use big fun language like OMG, I'm so pumped for my biggest, loudest, most successful month yet, and then share the truth. But but sharing the truth is just as inspiring as sharing something that's inauthentic. I mean, it's way more inspiring than sharing something that's inauthentic. Inauthentic, because the energy behind the inauthentic thing is going to reek of, of inauthenticity. People, people feel that shit, you know? Yeah. It feels like you're hiding. It feels like something's not all there. You know, it comes through. And as far as like the OMG and yay and hooray and whatever, like, I don't know. Like, I do start a lot of posts with like that kind of vibe. But yeah, like, it's sure, our job to get people's attention. It is our job for our posts to stand out. So your first line has to say something that makes people want to keep reading. 
And OMG, OMG, OMG tends to do the trick. (laughs) Agreed. I know. Now I'm going to see like a whole lot of OMG, OMG, OMG on the internet. (laughs) I'm going to be like, I created more monsters. I always say something triggering or offensive, but in a loving way (laughs) or exciting or something. That's copy 101. And that's just like starting in the scene of a, and a story like will draw people in, but emotion, if you don't have a story to tell, the easiest way to get someone's attention is emoji, 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 emotion, emotion, emotion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, totally. And it's not like OMG is the only thing you can say. It's like emoji and then emotions, <laughs> like just use emotions. We are but, emotional yeah. people. Well, yeah. And we're all just playing with what works. I mean, I don't know. I'm so self-taught and I've had not a ton of mentors and like, it's just trial and error. It's just playing around. And I noticed in a very self-taught way that that first line seems to matter a lot. So I'm going to say something outrageous on the first line or do a lot of OMGs. Right. 100%. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I I definitely um, have learned so much from you and so much of my business is in inspired by you, but I have definitely been able to build something that's unique. And I know when people don't know themselves, they tend to just do what they see and copy or, Mm -hmm. you know, but I feel like we find ourselves along the way and eventually we come to our own voice, but it takes practice for sure. Um, Yeah, exactly. Right, right. You're probably likely going to sound like mentors of yours while you're on that journey, but you will integrate all the information and it will come out in a way that sounds authentic to you if you stay with it, 100%. For sure. And that kind of um, segues me to my next question. Who was one of your earliest inspirations to get started in your business? I know you didn't have a mentor when you got started, but who inspired you to do the damn thing? Was it um, someone in the church or someone you were watching online that was doing the damn thing you wanted to do? Or who was like an early inspiration for you? So I think my story is weird because I decided to be a life coach when I didn't know, I had never met a fucking life coach. I didn't know anyone on the planet being a life coach. And I (laughs) decided I'm going to be one, right? Right. So at first, and I'm like, okay, I need to like get a Twitter account, like tweet inspirational things, like whatever. So I just start like trying to teach myself social media, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing anything. And eventually I stumbled upon... I think Mastin Kep was the first one. I stumbled upon Mastin, who I think, if I'm remembering right, was friends with Gabby. No, that wouldn't be true because I didn't find Gabby till I was in Barnes & Noble on a fateful day. Wow. So, okay, let me, let me, I think the way it went, this is 2011. I think the way it went is I started my business in March 2011. So I start talking about myself as a coach online, hanging flyers, picking up coaching clients and building, trying to build the whole, letting everyone know that this was something I did. Right. Can you just repeat that part? Hanging flyers. Yeah. I hung flyers in Dallas, Texas at every single motherfucking Starbucks every day for like at least a year. And people aren't willing to do those things in the beginning. I think people aren't well. Yes, I didn't know what the fuck to just do everything. And when <laughs> yeah, you right. want it bad enough, you will do everything. You will try everything. Yes. Of course, now there's people like me in the space, and you who like give people some easy, practical like yes, yeah. stuff. So you still gotta get the fuck out there and do things that are weird and uncomfortable and like. Hell, I would still do that now. That's a great idea. I should go to some coffee shops and put up some. <laughs> well. <laughs> 
if you are the internet's a, noisy. The internet is so noisy. What was good about it was the parts of town I was hanging them in were attracting clients willing to pay like a an a okay amount for a one hour session. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting clients and I was manifesting the ideal clients, obviously, through the flyers. Right. So I was manifesting the right clients. They were paying my hourly rate and it was getting me started. I mean, it's not, it's not like the coaching package model we know and love today, but it got me fucking started. Anyway, anyway, anyway. so I'm hanging flyers, doing that whole thing. I hit like this breaking point of like, God, how the fuck are we going to get this thing to work? Like we got to redo my life Mm -hmm. um, in December. And right after the new year, like a week after I'm like, okay, God, come on. Um, I make like a list of all the things I want to accomplish in the next year and I get like real. And mm-hmm. a week later, I'm in Barnes and Noble and Spirit Junkie, Gabby's book, stands out on the shelf. And it's like very much standing out on the shelf. Like I can't get my <laughs> eyes off it. And it was so weird because I grabbed Spirit Junkie and A Course in Miracles. Didn't even know what A Course in Miracles fucking was. And I went to the table at Barnes and Noble and like I was thumbing through A Course in Miracles and I read one chapter of Spirit Junkie. And I put it back on the shelf and I went back. <laughs> I told Gabby this, I think this year, finally, I'd never told this story. <laughs> I went back to that Barnes and Noble four times to read one more chapter before I bought that book. Like mm-hmm. I was so scared, like you're saying, of what was on the inside slash other side of integrating what Gabby was teaching with everything I already knew to be true about God. And like, it felt so tangible the way Gabby was teaching it, mm-hmm. you know, For sure. she's that way. So. Anyway, I think it was at that point that I followed Gabby online, followed Mastin online, something like this, where now I at least know there's some people calling themselves life coaching with mm-hmm. actual businesses. So that right. changed the game because I could at least stalk some of their like business models mm-hmm. and what they were selling, and what they were doing, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. So I kind of explored. And then, you know, Gabby sold B-School for Marie and Danielle Laporte was in the space. And then I just knew who some people fucking were, but I, inside my limiting beliefs slash slash the fact that I had no fucking money, I didn't hire any of those people. Um, but I stalked them incessantly. I eventually took and did not finish B school, but the act of taking it was still like, um, the act of taking it and rolling and being in the group. The best thing it did for me was once I got in that B school group, I was around a fuck ton of entrepreneurs. Then, yes, there were opinions and yes, there was noise, but there was also example and inspiration. And I think like I osmosis e picked mm-hmm. up on what a fucking opt-in was, like without doing the modules, I started right. picking up on like some of the parts of internet marketing. And I started understanding deep, more deeply the online businesses of the people I was watching. And I started kind of putting it all together during those next several months. Um, yeah, so I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. Because like you are the queen of done. Messy done is better than perfect and your B work will change someone's life and just fucking do it. Like my yeah. first my first the energy one. is all that matters. Yeah, the energy behind it when people feel and understand and sense right. is all that matters. Yeah. And then then when you can afford to pay someone to like outsource something or make it prettier, then make it prettier. Sure. But for now, just get it fucking done. Totally. <laughs> like, get it so I done. Yeah, I launched my first two digital courses without an email list. Like I did everything out of order based on my own inspiration and desire. 
and filled in the gaps as the different aspects made sense to me, you know, and I wouldn't do it any other way. Because if you, if I had followed like the rules Mm -hmm. and not started selling things before I had an audience, then I never would have built an audience because I built my audience through letting them know about what I had to sell and share and give. So it was all one big thing. To this day, I still don't, and I've had like 21 six-figure launches, my biggest one being $700,000. I have pretty big launches and I still don't really do the fucking thing where you get everyone on the email list for the opt-in and then you like lead them through an email series. Like I just am constantly giving people opportunities to get on my email list and everyone on my email list is hearing about all my offers and it's all happening all the time. There's always an opt-in going on there's always a sell going on. Nothing's really leading to anything else. It's just come into my world and I'll let you know what I'm sharing at the moment as a paid offer and a free offer, like come hang. And it's yeah. messy, I guess, but it's working. And I just, it's, it just fits with my brain and personality. And I don't know why we all are convinced why we learn yeah. in this country or in this world. We learn that we can't make it unless we like really fight against like our natural instincts and way of being like we think who we naturally are isn't going to be enough and what's been true for me is the only thing that's ever worked is embracing who I actually am and doing it my own way yes but you're watching your business evolution you are very much put together right now you are very much really oh yeah (laughs) I mean just watching you grow and evolve and I don't see messy when I see your business I see a fucking full, like functioning running machine that is still aligned with who you are. Meaning, um, I was on a call with Kara today a coaching uh-huh. call, and she said, I have a question for you. Do you write all of your posts on the fly or, and I said, yes, they're all written on the fly. But when I'm in a launch mode, I have specific content that I know I'm going to talk about that week. Like I know I'm going to talk about this this week and I know I'm going to talk about, so I just have, you have like things in mind that you're going to either write about or like pull copy for. Yeah. And so I repurpose, I learned from one of your courses, how to repurpose content because you Mm -hmm. do teach very tangible and tactical things for you. You don't say, Hey, this is going to work for you. Just say, Hey, this is what worked for me. This is what I know. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think as a business mentor, that's very important. And people are always looking for, Hey, how did you do the things? They always want the how, but the how doesn't really fucking matter if you don't know who you are. So my example of like what I, what you just said is I have a client who has 134,000 followers. She was a blogger and an influencer and like getting paid for all of her posts. And then that went away. So she had to like re strategize, like people weren't paying as much for sponsored posts anymore. And so she had to strategize and reframe her business. And she is out in her own little baby bubble. Doesn't know who anyone in the online coaching space is. (laughs) Doesn't know about personal development. That's <laughs> like, kind of nice, though. Like, I mean, when someone comes in, like, not infiltrated by all the stuff. But, yeah. Right. It's, she's, yeah. dude, she's a breath of fresh air. I'll give her a shout out. Ask, 
at Miss Ashley Diana. But she's a breath of fresh air, but it sounds very similar, her journey to yours, because she started finding some online gurus and she found me and then she hired me. And then I connected her in the online space to some other people to watch and learn from and just co-collaboration. Because the thing is, you can build a massively successful business all by yourself, just muscling through it, not knowing what the fuck you're doing. But then it's nice to streamline, hire teams, and co-create with other humans. Totally. And there's a huge advantage to it. Like we're we're co-creating right now and just like sharing with others, like you said, when you got into B-School and you're just meeting and learning from watching other people and what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so- um, it's really cool that people can build this little thing on their own without collaboration. And I love hearing those success stories. And um, yeah, it's just really refreshing because people think they have to have all the things and they don't. They don't well, they don't. yeah, totally. And I just think it kind of comes down to like, there's just no excuses. Like none of us have a really good excuse for not going out and creating whatever we want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sure. people have done it mentors the whole way. People have done it not have hiring mentors till they're like, you know, obeys and like every possible way to do it. People have done it. So like no one really has an excuse for not just going out there and like creating whatever the fuck they want, you know? For sure. What one piece of advice would you give to someone who I would classify as a baby grape or fermenting? Like just getting started. so cute. (laughs) (laughs) It's Chardonnay and Slay because it's a networking event. We have, we're branching out in other cities and we have four stages. So baby grape, fermenting, full-fledged bottle of wine, and then Boss Bay Bordeaux. So for our baby grapes. That is so cute. (laughs) Fermenters. What would you recommend one tip of advice that you could give them? if they're just in the middle of getting started? Yeah, I would say fuck the plan. Fuck the plan. Fuck the strategy. Like, fuck trying to figure out how it's all going to happen or work out. Like, give up on all of that right now because it's just going to drive you crazy. And I just do whatever you know to do each day. So if it's like, well, these people who I really like their work, they're posting... They're telling stories. They're posting inspirational content. They're throwing out a free gift. They're creating a digital course. Just pick the one thing, the one thing that you could get yourself to do today and do that. You know what I mean? Just do the next one feel-good inspired action because this shit adds up, you know, so you don't have to understand the whole path right now. I say I'm a little known for saying you're not responsible for the next 10,000 steps in the, res- in the direction of your dreams today. You're only responsible for the next one step. And mm-hmm. that's been so true for me. It's just the next, every day is just the next one step, you know? So, so, so good. What do you say when they get discouraged, when the, the next five steps don't feel like they're moving them forward? I say... <laughs> I say this in the money course a lot and people are like, but I did this and I did this and I did this and it's not working. And because I know it works. I know it works. Right. I know it will work. I know it adds up. I know it's frustrating when it doesn't look like it's working. I get all that. I also know that like faith and belief and co-creation power isn't really even activated until it looks like it's not going to happen and you still believe, you know? So, but what I say is, oh, you've been trying for two weeks and it hasn't been working. 
I <laughs> dedicated my whole life to this every day for eight years. So yeah. are you like, are you sure you don't have any more in you? Like, I don't know. Figure it the fuck out. Either decide it's going to work, <laughs> decide it's so going to work and keep going. Or like, or I don't know what the other option would be other than decide it's going to work and keep going. That's like the only option or have a miserable life. Yeah, <laughs> decide it's gonna work and keep fucking going. <laughs> uh, yeah. So good. So can you tell? All Tenacity is a big thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I for have sure. A ton of like determination and tenacity and persistence. Like I don't know. I did a lot of things and it looked like it wasn't working, and I just kept believing. To be yeah. honest, for sure. I'm totally with you. So good, girl. So can you tell my listeners what you have coming up next, where they can find you, all the things? All the things. So I'm XO Amanda Francis on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. Um, the next big thing we have coming up, well, I guess there's two things that stand out. I'm about to do a relaunch for my All the Things membership. And the All the Things membership is where you get four pieces of content from me a month. So it's an exclusive training for me, only for the people in the membership. And it's a meditation for me. And then it's a training for my team. And then it's something never before seen from my archives, usually something pulled from like an old training for my private clients. So I'm going to relaunch that in December. And then in late January will be the pre-sell for Money Mentality Makeover. And everyone who's on the wait list will get, I think last year it was like 300 off or something. Mm -hmm. Everyone on the wait list will get a few hundred dollars off money mentality makeover if they enroll during the end of January pre-sell. So I can give you the link for the wait list and the link to all things. Yes. And I might as well give them the link to the Boss Lady Meditation Series so they have something free that they yeah. can so play good. with. Yeah, cool. I think you guys are going to get addicted to her <laughs> and she's polarizing. She doesn't give a fuck, but she is a powerhouse. And I will say the money mentality makeover, I have taken it. It is so fucking good. And here, Amanda, <laughs> you're going to laugh. She always <laughs> told her students, make sure before you do become a money-making coach, you do the money mentality makeover. And I was like, yeah, sure. Cute. Whatever. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See how well that worked out for me three years ago. Yeah. Right. So then you went back and did the money course. And then I, I went back and did it when I launched my business last year, when I launched this business now, I went back and retook all of your courses because I never really took them. I just kept buying shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you eventually got some use out of them. So good. And then I hired the coach and then I hired the other coach and then I hired the team and it blew up and all because it literally, I tell everybody, you're my first online guru, love her or hate her. She's fucking good. And she's going to change your life. So thank you you so much for being here. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Can I say one really obnoxious thing? Please. To piggyback what you just said. Yeah. I like to say, people get so mad at me, but it's like my new favorite thing to say. I can say you can either find a reason not to like me or you can let me change your life. Ooh, that's good. (laughs) Because I think when people trigger you, you're just trying to find reasons not to like them. And it's like, well, how is that? Yes. So, so good. So good. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for adding that. Cause that's, that's good. <laughs> We're just going to throw that in. 
Right. All right, Slayers. So we have another interview coming up next week. And I want to thank Amanda. All of her goodies will be in the show notes and you can find them there. And I will slay you again later. Thank you.